Palmer. And this is Petrana. And this is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast, a review and discussion podcast of the Disney Plus original High School Musical, the musical, the series. Woohoo! I did it right that time. You did. You did. It was good. Yay. Um, hi, everyone. We are back for episode 10. Uh, nope, it's not episode 10. It's episode 9. Um, this is episode 10 of the podcast. Um, episode nine of the series, which is called, uh, I forgot. Uh, opening um, night, duh. Opening night. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say like act one, but I think the second, I think episode 10 is called act two. Let me check. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it, is. It, it is. is. It is called act two. Okay. Um, yeah, this yes. is the penultimate episode. I just wanted yeah. to use that word. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, yeah. So this is kind of... I would say, I would almost call it, like, the first part of a two-part finale Mm -hmm. sort of thing, um, where we finally get to see the show in action, which is crazy. Um, So we learn at the beginning of this episode, I guess we can just dive straight into the recap unless Mm -hmm. there was anything. Yeah. Um, Go, go, go. So, go, let's go. (laughs) Um, We learned that after Miss Jen had kind of an epiphany at the end of last episode about relocating the show, they've decided to do it in the East High Gym, which is pretty poetic just considering that that's the other like focal location of the original movie so they managed to do all that get the setup um get everything in order kind of last minute and move towards opening night however the episode opens actually with um a sequence from the end of the episode that is just general chaos in the dressing room and then um someone yells like okay troy you're about to go on and EJ turns around and you're like, (laughs) da-da-da-da! So basically this episode is guiding us up to that point during intermission. So um, eight hours earlier, before that, um, everyone is like kind of just getting ready. Miss Jen shows up early to the theater just to kind of, I think she talks about like basking in the stillness. Yeah. um, And of just enjoying that. Um, We also learned that she's asked Courtney... Uh, to fill in for Gina, which I think we both kind of called earlier yeah. on. Also, like, she doesn't tell the cast this until like <laughs> half an hour before they're supposed to go on, which is just not it's like just... not responsible in my opinion. I know. Well, and I'm also like, what was the timeline here that you ask Courtney the day of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because at least she could have like become more comfortable with the lines. But mm-hmm. given that Gina's still gone, um, Courtney does end up filling in for her for a little bit. Um, However, we also see both Nini and Ricky preparing for the show in their own kinds of ways. So Ricky, we learned, is um, writing a song for Nini just to try and give her some kind of opening night gift. It's also low-key a confession. Um, Dun-dun-dun. It's very romantic. Uh, he He, like, trial, like, test drives it. Big Red, and we'll talk about that later because mm-hmm. it was like an interesting scene. Um, meanwhile, Nini has made Ricky a dog tag. Uh, so we don't know of... what it says. No, we don't. Um, but it, it's hinted to be like more romantic than platonic, especially because Courtney was like, uh huh. And then, yeah. yeah, but we don't know what it says. She's like, why are you giving him jewelry? She's like, it's a dog tag. Yeah. And Courtney's like, yeah, that's jewelry. Like, <laughs> um, but, you know, both of them kind of get there early. Neither of them gives each other their gift. Um, everything is just, you know, everyone's getting ready. It's all chaos. Uh, Stephanie Sosa's character is, like, running in, like, ah, I'm late. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of, like, weird, not 
romantic tension between Ashlyn and Big Red in which Ashlyn tries to flirt with Big Red and like kind of draw a compliment out of him. Yeah. Um, and then he doesn't like respond. He's just, it, it gives off the vibe that he's just being nice. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and that all of that like high tier flirting was just him like His being himself. general nice personality. Yeah. Um, and so there's all of that. And then, you know, pre-show chaos, Courtney is touching up everyone's makeup as Jen announces that she will be going on for Taylor. Um, the biggest number that we get to see done is stick to the status quo, which is spectacular. Uh, we'll talk about that more yeah, later, Yeah, it's too. our intro. It's my favorite song. That is our intro, isn't it? It is our intro. Okay. I just... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, um, yeah. I know, right? You, you hear it enough times. But um, we get to see that number. We also get to see um, things are going, for the most part, pretty smoothly and then, uh, until get your head in the game. Dun, dun. Um, Although, dun, okay, dun, dun, dun. Uh, right before um, Nini spots the dean for the, for oh, yeah, the oh performing my arts school in the audience because Courtney invited her and then uh, Nini kind of freaks out because this is a big deal and now she feels like super stressed because she didn't realize this was so high stakes and then get your head mm-hmm. in the game starts and yeah um those are well those are the two kind of like parallel like yeah, tension yeah. plot lines throughout this yeah um because also why would Courtney invite her for opening night That's why would just... this woman listen to a teenage girl who emailed her yeah, well, I mean, like, here's the thing is, like, people, like, talent scouts do come to high school productions. Yeah. Um, for things like that. But, uh, anyways, yeah, so that's happening. Um, and then, at the same time, also, Ricky, his dad is at the show, as is his mom. Um, but during Get Your Head in the Game, as he's being hoisted up on the pulley system, he sees, uh, that Mr. Bizarre designed, by the way, um, he sees that his mom brought her new boyfriend, um, and it just totally throws him off track. Um, and he, at the end of the episode, decides that he is going to have EJ finish out the show as Troy, just because he, like, straight up doesn't want to- I think what he, his reasoning is that he doesn't want to ruin it for Nini, mm-hmm. given that that, um, dean of the school is in the yeah. audience. Yeah, so, um- that's where we leave off, uh, and that's what brings us to that final chaotic moment of EJ finally dramatically turning back um, dun, dun, dun. and getting to be Troy. So we'll see how things shake out um, towards the end. Uh, but I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> about all of this. It's it's extremely like dramatic, um, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so an exciting episode. We got to see a lot of really interesting things staged. I know something we wanted to talk about was that. Get your head in the game falls after stick to the status quo. That's not right. Yeah. That's not I, right. <laughs> I understand why why it happened. Because like yeah. dramatic like in the narrative arc of this episode of like the individual arc, it does play better. Mm-hmm. You know? Just have, you like, have that like solo Ricky moment. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's worth it for that like Ricky suspended on wires. But I, I just like, know for a fact it is the second song in the musical because I remember the order of how they go on the like official high school musical CD. Yeah. Well, I looked it up too about the like stage production to mm-hmm. see if it was different um but it is the same kind of order um as the movie but I get it. I was like, it I makes a lot it. more sense. You have this nice, very high point in the middle of the episode um, with the choreography and stick to the status quo. And then, uh, who knows? Maybe it was an 
avant-garde conceptual decision. I mean, he did um, go up flying on that harness, so... Well, Definitely. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is I the... Mean, remember, sub, se, uh, not, it wasn't Seb, it was Carlos who was, like, it for um, the the sad Gabriella breakup song where she's wandering through a forest of boys. Yeah, and yeah. everyone was like, Carlos, come on. Yeah, but they, and then everyone was like, oh, suspend, like, Ricky from the rafters of the school gym? All right. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Here's my qualm with that. Um, it looks dope. I think it's so fun. And, like, in a TV show, obviously that's gonna yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. But I think about, like, A, in, like, most high school theaters, I don't think you would be able to get the rigging equipment. Oh, absolutely. Or, like, and not the in the school a, would, like, let gym. you actually do that. Yeah, it was, like, in the gym. <laughs> like, I feel um, like a theater, you could, like, finesse that something. But, like, the gym well, ceilings are not. Yeah, I mean, like, in a professional theater, like, no problem, right? Yeah, that's why in a high school, been Even in a high school theater, I was, like... I think about, like, my high school theater, which was pretty old, then I was, I don't think we could have ever succeeded at getting any kind of, like, human rigging, nor would the administration have let us do that mm-hmm. because of, like, liability, liability. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it made for, I think, I think it made, like, in the spirit of this show, which is, like, and in the spirit of High School Musical, which is just a little, like, campy over the top sort mm-hmm. of stuff, um, I think it made for an amazing moment, um, but there was that like twinge in my brain where I was like, wait, why is this happening now? Um, but anyways, uh, it was still great. I mean, I don't know. So, okay, so I guess speaking of things that are unrealistic for high school theater, we got to see the full stick to the status quo sequence, which was very good. But the dancing in that was just like absolutely surpassed anything that a typical high school theater program would be capable of. Oh, yeah. We've, we've talked about this in like previous episodes too where high school theater kids unless you go to a really like actual performing tier arts kind of yeah like theater school or if you have a really like renowned program um and kids take dance lessons on their own like that is not <laughs> realistic for your extras uh, like, not your like extras, we, we but, like knew, your chorus members we knew gina did we mention that gina actually came back last minute in the recap oh Gina comes yeah, back. Yeah, we actually last we actually missed it. Well, uh, yeah, if you want, okay, yeah. yeah. So Gina comes back last minute and fills in for Courtney as Taylor. Uh, we already knew Gina was like fantastic at dancing, so that's not super surprised. But Seb comes in as Sharpay and does this really complicated like spinning on the ground sort of thing with well, the kid who plays Ryan. Yeah, I think here's I think this is how the Ryan bit turned out. To lead up to that moment and to not have like the cast bogged down with another like recurring character that they weren't going to be able to devote a ton of time to they just got an amazing dancer yeah and gave all of ryan's lines to sharpay yeah um Seth basically sings sentence. those lines yeah um because it's the um it's the something is, yeah. is really something's sing, sing, not right that's that's yeah. ryan's line yeah, yeah um and he sings all of it um and it's just, it's freaking incredible. Um, seeing some of, like, the anecdotes from filming that, I think they, like, demoed it with Joshua Bassett. <laughs> um, he tweeted what, a video of it, or one of them did. Um, and it's just him getting spun around, and apparently um, he sent the video to Joe Serafini, who plays Seb, and was like, get ready, or something like that, like, ominous. <laughs> um, but the choreography is freaking amazing, right? Um, which is where Gina comes into play as well. Yeah, so. Gina came. So Gina mentions that some rich friend 
flew her back and like i think the current suspicion is that it was ej because ej has been like ej was texting someone the entire night and we don't know like who he was texting Mm. so although i did i was like scrolling through the tags and there's also another theory floating around that ej is the one who called ricky's mom's boyfriend to try and trip him up which i think is like literally the most unrealistic thing I think that's too far. Does does EJ even know about Ricky's no, like situation? No, I don't think he does. That's I like I don't think that for a sec. I think he got Gina back. I would love to believe that. Yeah, because um, I think we've we've been informed that EJ's parents are like pretty well off. Yeah, I mean the kid has like what he plays water polo. Yeah, and like, like also his parents <laughs> and Ashlyn's parents go to some like day spa after Thanksgiving. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's a, probably a fair that assumption. Is, that is what I'm thinking happened. Um, yeah. We'll see. But yeah. That but was, so the, Gina, the cool part. Yeah. yeah. She's back and takes over her. Like, we see Carlos trying to teach Courtney to do <laughs> dance break. And I was like, not e- I was like, maybe like a professional dancer. I mean, a professional dancer would be able to pick that up probably. Mm-hmm. But then like, I was like, what? Like a high school theater kid who's not even, wasn't even in the production, you know? Courtney did a fair job with the lines. But the, it's so weird, though, because at the beginning of the episode, when, Co- like, Courtney gets the call from Miss Jen to fill in, like, Miss Jen's like, honey, I heard your voice, and you were amazing. And I'm like, does Taylor even, like, sing in the first movie besides group ensemble numbers? Yeah, I wonder. Well, that's the thing is, the the stage, I, I was wondering about that, too. In the stage play, I have the Wikipedia pulled oh, up okay. um, right now. And the stage play, like, does have some additional numbers. Oh, um, I did not. There's one this. called Cellular Fusion, um, which is about like everyone, the nose spreading via everyone's cell phones, like huh. the fire. That's um, cool. Yeah, uh, they actually do stage. I can't take my eyes off of you. Oh, in the okay in the stage play. Um, there's another that one. That was I a can't... bonus track on the official High School Musical soundtrack. It was, and it freaking banged. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Um. Uh-oh. We're all in this together is also like earlier in the show. Hmm. Um, surprise, surprise. Wow. Anyways, I can't see immediately if Taylor has any singing parts here, but I'm assuming she, you know, maybe more so. Yeah, maybe than more in so the movie. than the movie. All right. Um, but also like, oh my god, the idea. You, I was like, you couldn't have called her two days earlier. Like, I, I just, you know, I um, guess to up the stakes. It's like one of those. I feel like this opening night is one of those like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. Yes. Except that Gina did come back, so that's good. I love you, That Gina. is, yeah, that is good. And we got to see that dance break in its entirety, yeah, which was pretty, cool. She's so pretty great. lit. I love her. And then, oh, so we have, uh, so obviously last episode had that Ricky Nini moment where they almost kiss. And so both of them are like, wow, maybe I shouldn't have given up on this relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then Gina comes back and, like, she and Ricky, like, have a moment where Ricky's just like, hmm, I'm a different yeah. person than who I was a week ago. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All yeah, right. it was like maybe I'm back to the person I originally was. I know it was it was funny, but then I also think about that like man, when you're in high school, when you're 16 years old, that's kind of valid. Oh, that's you know? absolutely true in high school. At first, I was like, Ricky, come on, like what is Gina? But like, are you saying that she's a dr- distraction? I'm like, no, he's a 16 year old boy. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think too, it's just like especially with whatever what's been going on in his home mm-hmm. life, you know, like. I can imagine that after she left, he kind of, like, especially after she was like, don't, you know, don't text me, why even bother? Like, that he would kind of just close that off in his mind. 
point. And, like, I can't fault him for that, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, speaking of Ricky's home life, his mom is just not... That was... I don't... Why would she do that? I know. I just... Like, presumably, she had to have come into town, and I feel like he would have seen her before? Maybe not? I don't... I... I... I I don't know. I feel like Ricky's mom... Maybe there's, like, a last-minute flight but it's i mean it's it's just like it doesn't seem like the place to necessarily introduce your kid yeah i am sure that's not like the most out of realm thing that has happened in this show whatsoever no but yeah and i mean i'm sure that that kind of stuff like happens all the time happens in real life um poor ricky is mostly what i wanted to say (laughs) poor ricky i know and i mean like the dramatic timing couldn't be worse right yeah but um um, it's good for the show yeah sorry i I mixed up my phrases i I, it was like the dramatic timing was incredible the timing for ricky could not have been worse press f for ricky we'll see yeah drop an f in the chat so i'm so curious as to how they're gonna finish it up because we also have that hanging thing of like gina still doesn't actually like she's still gone like she's just here for one night right so i also wonder how long their run is for this yeah. show you yeah know what i mean yeah. um i mean like so my high school theater always did like i think like three showings yeah we did so, we usually did four we did a yeah a thursday night a oh yeah yeah, yeah friday four, night there was the a saturday night yeah. and then a matinee on sunday yeah. yeah all right um maybe they're doing a more extended run who knows yeah. um but yeah so that that's still like yeah. i mean we're not gonna get to see the rest of the run of the show mm-hmm. maybe in like some kind of like epilogue sequence in the end of this next episode um but uh it's more a question of like how she's gonna be wrapped into season two because i think she's confirmed for that but i feel like she probably i actually don't know i haven't looked at like whether yeah i know she's still a regular confirmed casting thing for season two i know is that uh joe serafini is like confirmed he's a regular regular now now, whatever that means and those subtleties of yeah, I mean, yeah. regular, yeah. just, he's, yeah. he's main cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how, yeah, Gina is, is dealt with in the second season, which, aside, speaking of season two, um, it's confirmed for 12 episodes, Ooh-hoo-hoo. as opposed to 10, which, uh, that rules. Um, I am not sure, I'm curious as to when we'll see it, because I feel like, I don't remember how long the production cycle was on this first season, mm-hmm. um, but they did get renewed before this even started airing. Yeah, so, so they I feel might like, have started already. Yeah, um, I feel like late twenty twenty is like the earliest mm-hmm. we'll probably see it. Um, but we don't know a lot about like the Disney Plus production cycles yet. Yeah, I know they, they did have. bump. What was it? That one Marvel show up. Uh, WandaVision is actually coming oh WandaVision. Out. Wait, yeah, it is. It is going to be in twenty twenty. Yeah, though, yeah. Because that was also in the video. on the real. Yeah, so we'll the, see. We'll yeah. see exciting things to come yeah but anyways um back to the episode at hand oh Um, so the other weird thing not weird but like unexpected thing i think we want to talk about was the big red ricky moment question mark question uh, mark question mark big red key rights um, in this one moment uh which like as you recapped i was like oh my gosh maybe this is a thing but anyway yeah i'll I'll let you (laughs) I have strong feelings about Big Red Gay. Mm-hmm. I would like to talk about it. Okay. I would like to see it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Um, basically, Ricky demos the song that he's writing for Nini 
um, which we see later in the episode, but he, he demos it for Big Red. Um, and, like, there's definitely this moment where he's talking about, like, all of this lovey things. I forget what what the first, like, line of the song is that he sings to him, but it's just, like... It doesn't specify the gender of the person that um, Ricky's singing to is the, yeah. is the big thing. And then I think Big Red, like, kind of smiles and then he pauses and he's like, uh, he's like, wait, don't continue. And then Ricky continues and then, like, it's very clear it's about Nini. And then I think, like, Big Red's just like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. So I don't, maybe we're <laughs> reading... I don't think... I don't think we're... Re- it was definitely, like, a yeah, strong they, they don't, moment, they don't right? bring it back up. And then the next time we see Big Red is when Ashlyn is trying to flirt with him and he's kind of not, like, being as receptive as before. Yeah. I. It's, like, the first... Yeah, because the first line of the song is, I fell in love, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, oh, Big Red, sit down. I want to play you something. He doesn't, like, qualify it at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I don't know. I I'm on I personally am on board with that. Um although I don't think it's where anything is going. But yeah. Who knows? We'll see. But like, oh my god, it, it it's like a super gay moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not am I just saying that? No, I you're mean, not saying maybe that. I'm just I, I thought that kids on tw- Tumblr thought that. So Good. I'm I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yes. Good. Um All right. But anyway, yeah. that song was actually written by Joshua Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. I think this was the one they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, spe- spoilers for the special, but it's not, like, deep. Um, <laughs> you should watch the special. Uh, you, you see most of it now. Um, but it's, you know, they, they were, like, co-writing on set all the time. Um, and, like, eventually this song was picked up and chosen to be part of mm-hmm. the later thing. So, I mean, that's something that I think is really cool and somewhat unique i guess about this show um within the disney like slate i guess of live action series because i don't know how many other songs for disney shows were like originally written by the actors in them i feel like the only the only thing i can really think of and this is like admittedly i have a huge gap from like when i stopped watching disney channel till like now probably hannah montana yeah and there's also that other one with Ross Lynch where they were musicians. Which oh, probably... Austin and Allie? Yeah. I wonder if there were any original songs on there, yeah. I have no idea. But Maybe. anyways, in any case, it's still, like, just super cool. Yeah, um, and sort of kind of continues that tradition that we've seen with, like, the Disney Channel stars and their music careers. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, um, something that we can talk about this. We're going to talk about this later when we talk about Tim Federley's mm-hmm. Pitch Bible. Um, but there's a line in it where he, his, in his original pitch for the show, he's like, you know, we're going to have one song per episode that's a nod or, yeah. um, you know, a re- redux of the original, like, canon of High School Musical songs. Um, and then another original song. And our goal is to rack up Spotify streams. <laughs> which, but I by also, the way, like, the line he says, our music is hooky and modern. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like there's, especially, we've talked about this before, how all of Nini's songs are very, like, ukulele girl, like indie yeah. sounding indie pop ish right it's that soft like very very nice indie pop sound yeah. um and this one is kind of similar i mean like i think it's easy to maybe draw parallels between like i don't know joshua bassett and sean mendez just because of like 
that same kind of they have a, they have a, a similar voice. I personally okay. think I know, like, um, especially not when not much Joshua about Bush. Shawn Mendes, but I know you're oh. a closet Shawn Mendes. I am stand, a closet so. Shawn Mendes stand. Maybe maybe less in like the last <laughs> months after the whole like Camila stuff. Um, I I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, they're dating and everyone thinks it's uh, like fake and for the press. Okay, all right. Um, I can see, but that. they like tweet like stitch gifts at each other on Twitter. Anyways. It's weird. Um, <laughs> it's like a weird, it's like a very weird, like, that one lovey-dovey, like, couple that just is weird on the timeline. Anyways, like Megan Trainer and the Spy Kids guy. Yeah, except they're, they're like, weird. <laughs> they are weird. I, you know, I hope they're happy. Yeah, I hope um, they're happy too. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I mean, Ricky, I think Joshua Bassett, like, especially once he gets up in that, like, upper register, he has that same kind of, like reaching quality um as like some of Shawn Mendes's stuff and so like both of them are easily like fit into the kind of pop landscape I mm-hmm. think um and this song is just it's super sweet um and it kind of it doesn't get actually sung by either of them yeah. in this episode um basically it's just as they're getting ready for the show you know Ricky's looking out at the audience Nini is passing out notes to everyone, which is super sweet. Um, and a nice little callback to when Natalie, the stage manager, was like, yeah, last year when she was a tree, she gave me a note on opening night, you know? <laughs> um, Nini's so, so sweet. Yeah, it's so sweet. But it's a nice song, and it's just kind of just, like, talking about some of the undercurrents of how their relationship has changed over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really neat. Um, it's... It's a nice song, and it doesn't stand out to me in the same way as, like, maybe All I Want, yeah. I guess. Um, which is probably one of, aside aside from um, Miss Jen and Lucas <laughs> song from the last episode, I think, like, All I Want is probably my other favorite. I think my um, favorite one still is Ashlyn's Miss Darvis song, Wondering. Yeah, true. Okay, Wonder It is in, like, a league of its own. That's true, yeah. Oh, she has such a good voice. It's freaking amazing. Um, yeah. I wish we could see that stage. Maybe mm-hmm. we will. Maybe it's an oh, act two. I'm excited. Um, yeah, but uh, speaking of an aside too, or actually, no, we can talk about this later when we talk about the pitch bible. Um, but yeah, I think just for a moment is really like nice, and I think especially in the context of this episode when they're putting on the show, not actively staging it mm-hmm. with the characters like explicitly singing in in the episode. Um works really well but i think it's great i think they did a great job with it yeah all right now yeah. let's talk about the pitch bible because this is the coolest thing i've seen yeah i like it this, so much it freaking whirls um so maybe i can drop the like link to the tweet um yeah well i we retweeted it on our twitter account but we will also t- put it linked in other description things yes. yeah in the, in the okay so stuff. yeah so tim federally basically i think it was Friday, yes. Or uh, I'm looking at the tweet right now. Uh, the four, no, yesterday. Yeah, so he tweeted so January out 4th, a few pages of his original pitch bible for the show, and it's like it, it shows like it's like a rough draft of like what we actually see on the screen because they mentioned characters that like definitely became like other characters. Um, but it's just like it has like a bit about the premise, the music, the first season episode overview. Uh, it's really cute. I like it a lot. The like so the whole premise they mention like. Uh, where was the oh no no in the first season overview there's like mentions of characters that we 
that we know, like hyper-committed theater teachers, obviously, Miss Jen. But then we have a tough-talking palm reader who... Oh, yeah. That's I, absolutely Ashlyn. That's absolutely Ashlyn. Um, and then potential backstabbing understudy is Gina. Yeah. Uh, and then, Gina. like, new boyfriend is obviously EJ. But, right. Yeah, so... And then yeah, it's it, the new song that is pitched in the first episode is um, Will You Go to Homecoming With Me? Not the, like, love confession. It's, like, a... It's just, like, a homecoming one. Mm-hmm. Less... And it's also... It's Ricky grabs a ukulele. <laughs> and sings a... I love that they describe it as, like, a... Regina um, Spector Regina style. Regina style song. I, which, honestly, that fits very well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my one of the other things in here... Um, he talks about, like, the music. Um, which is super interesting. I think, like, that's... One of my favorite things about this is that it has the sound of, obviously, like, the repurposed sound of the old movie, but um, the original songs, he says, like, a reinvented song from the original HSM movie rearranged with a fresh sound, um, and then the second song is, like, will be original. So he brings up the Homecoming proposal song in the style of Regina Spector, a Ben Fold-style ballad for the piano written by the boy cast as Sharpay mm. when words won't suffice i um, want to hear the seb solo i was like give us seb's benfold's piano ballad please god in season two that is what i want um but the most interesting thing that i think really speaks both to like the strategy of this show and the cultural impact is our music is hooky and modern it also sounds real and never auto-tuned which i agree mm-hmm. with oh yeah, that's um, that's what i meant to say when i previously read that bit i wanted to say the, like the real and not auto-tuned part yeah yeah well and i think the thing is like it's not none of it is like there's no like edm influences in this kind mm-hmm. of stuff which a lot of pop music just is not i don't, don't want to say rehashing because that has a negative connotation but like Pop music today, I think, especially in the American industry, is really informed by trends in EDM. Yeah. Um, But this is also acoustically focused, which is really cool. But the most interesting part is our goal for Spotify streams to break records. So that's that's super cool because it puts like this focus on the music that you can really see come through in the show. But Mm -hmm. I've talked about this before. Um, All I Want went viral on TikTok. Which I think is as about like all you can want if you're <laughs> doing a show about Gen Z, right? Yeah. Um, but the streams also like jacked up as a result. I think I saw Olivia Rodrigo tweet the other day about how like the the increase in streaming. Um, I mean, I can go on Spotify right now and see. Well, actually, no, you can't. It's not packaged in an album, so you can't see it all as the same artist. But um, yeah, I mean, like. The, the impact that this show has had even outside of, like, its audience, I think um, that's a success in terms of, like, both for Disney+, Plus but also for the show itself, to have that other medium coming mm-hmm. through and acting as both promotion, but also standing on its own, which I think is super neat and not something you can really say for a lot of, like, Disney Channel shows, but... That's my little music soapbox, I guess. <laughs> Yay, music soapbox. I love Palmer's music soapbox. I hope that we should just have Palmer's music soapbox as a special <laughs> section. Put like a separate jingle on it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe season two I'll do it's a just little Palmer's like, music soapbox. <laughs> that would be great. I wish I was like Patrona chimes um, in occasionally. If, if anyone who listens to this podcast ever listens to like switched on pop, um, but it's like a musicologist and a songwriter breaking down pop music, and that's that's what I wanna be for this podcast. But I think you are anyways. that for this podcast. 
because I kind of mm. just go like, yeah, Palmer, that sounds right. <laughs> it's my one, my one niche. Uh, I love <laughs> pop music. But um, anyways, yeah, anything else you wanted to touch on in the Pitch Bible? Uh, the it's pitch, super Yes, neat. yes, actually. So there's a line in like the whole premise part of it. Uh, first of all, the original title, it looks like was High School Musical, the musical, which is, I love that they just tacked on the series. That's great. I love it. Um, right. And second, they, uh, there's a line where it says, we're relaunching the franchise for a giant rabid fan base and introducing a new generation to the drama at East High, which I really love because I've talked about it before about how this feels like such a nostalgia show for people like us who kind of grew up in that weird gap between Gen Z and millennials. But then mm-hmm. also, like, obviously this has, like, such a huge fan base of, like, teens who are, like, definitely absolutely Gen Z who, like, maybe actually didn't watch the originals when they came when they were younger but like not necessarily the day they premiered because they might have been like just too young but and then saw them on reruns and stuff like that right and i think like the 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 way they talk about trying to like really galvanize a fan base for this show specifically like now speaks to the fact that there is a really large stand culture Mm -hmm. um around this show it's like people who were anti-max stands or you know um other like shows in the similar kind of target age group um but i think it's really neat like to kind of see that goal articulated even before the show was made um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's cool i like it it's we'll drop a link to this like we said because it's just fun to read over i hope we get to see more of it yeah i would love i mean that's just like any tv show i would love to read the pitch bible I know. see how things changed in production and writings and stuff yeah, like that yeah like so. this was apparently envisioned for eight episodes so glad we got those two extra and glad we're getting two more for season two Mm-hmm. it's yeah it's just really nice to see the fact that disney is like willing to invest in this series um explicitly but mm-hmm. yeah uh we have one episode left oh man and lots of things to deal with um it's next friday and speaking of next friday (laughs) all right so so the disney stores around the world are having or around the country i guess are having a high school musical the musical the series events and palmer and i will be at the one in times square on friday (laughs) at 7 p.m so any of you live in new york and just want to say hi to us we will be there yeah we'd love to say hi and also like i'm worried about being old um <laughs> i say that like being 22 but uh i haven't been to a disney store in a really long time oh, so i'm actually store. pretty freaking excited yeah. um but yeah we'll be there uh like feel free to either i don't know email us or shoot us a dm on twitter uh if you're there that night but you know times square baby yeah also uh, like no pressure this is just the yeah, I mean, if you're going, uh, but just just a PSA. I don't remember how we found out about it. Did you get an email about it? Um, so I shop on the Disney Store online like a lot. That I'm like on their mailing list. So I saw that there was an event, and I was like, I saw I got an email that was like events happening at Disney stores near you, and I was like, cool, let me check this out. And I was like, Palmer, there's a High School Musical the Musical <laughs> series one. So yeah, ooh, click. Yeah. Um, also yeah. coinciding with the air date of the last episode, so that's yeah. Fun. It's a nice, nice little like finale party. Yeah. Oh, so, love that. I'm excited. But all right. So um, yeah. anyway, so as usual, you can follow us on Twitter at HSM TM TS Podcast at Twitter. Email us at HSM TM TS Podcast at gmail.com Yeah. Um. Feel free to drop us a line. 
wherever. Uh, we'd love to chat, even if we're a little slow, sometimes at responding to emails. Um, but yeah, uh, feel free to give us a follow on Spotify as well, or a reviewer rating on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you are listening to this podcast. So thank you so much, everyone, and we will see you next week for the finale! Hey! Oh, oh my god! Air horn noises! <laughs> <laughs>